Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Just Break Up, the podcast about love, heartbreak, and all the relationship advice you don't want to hear. My name is Sierra DeMolder. And I'm Sam Blackwell. And today we're going to answer a letter from somebody who feels like they should have seen the cheating coming. Ugh. But Ugh. before we begin, <laughs> we just want to give you our Surgeon General's <laughs> warning that Sierra and I Let are... Let me tell you, though, if you see it coming, it doesn't feel any better. <laughs> That's what I was just thinking. I was like, man, I saw that infidelity coming That's and real. it felt t- terrible, really too, if I just saw That's it right. coming anyway. Yes, yeah, Surgeon General's warning. Yeah, we're not licensed mental health practitioners. Sierra and I have cheated and have been cheated on. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> if that's are. your litmus test, whether you want to trust <laughs> yeah. us or not, uh, we are right. not professionals. We are not trained in this. We're just here to offer our our humble and flawed musings. So please shed some understanding and maybe some laughs on the incredibly rewarding but mostly confusing experience that is love. All right, this week's check-in topic is inspired by a letter from Honestly Doubtful, whose pronouns are he, him, who is writing to us from the comfort zone. And this person wants to know, would you or have you ever dated someone with the same name as your parents or siblings? (laughs) And how would you feel about it? I'm going through this right now. The guy I'm seeing has the same name as my brother. It feels weird at times, but I'm trying to get over it. (laughs) Haha, I wanted your insight. (laughs) And I think in the history of Just Break Up, we've never answered a question like this. So no. I thought it was pretty charming. What about what about you, Sam? Have you dated a Sam? Kiss a Sam? I've never I've never dated a Sam. Peter has dated other Sams, though. Mm. So like that's a twist. I hate his, them. His... I hate those Sams. <laughs> no, he's fine. <laughs> this is the previous relationship to me that Peter had was like a year and a half long or something with a man named Sam who moved to Boston. So we call him Boston Sam now to differentiate Boston. between me and, <laughs> and Boston Sam. Very cute. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, I've never. Uh, what about a sibling or a family member? I don't think I've ever hooked up with an Aaron before. Like yeah, a I was gonna... boy Aaron. Yeah. Okay. I I this has not happened to me either. Um, yeah, I don't think it has happened. My family also has very unique names. Um, that, that is true. <laughs> yeah. So I've never like made out with a Sierra either. I mean, we're talking about our own names, but um, it's like the guy from Twilight, right? His fiance's name is also Taylor. And now they're going to get married and they're going to have the same last name. <laughs> well, Sam didn't... doesn't know what we're talking about, but 
I know folks out there do know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Are you talking about Taylor Lautner? Yes. Okay. So Sam is in the know. <laughs> yeah, he's and engaged also, wasn't he to a dating woman Taylor named Taylor Swift for a while. And he was yeah. he dated Taylor Swift too. So what if that was a fetish that you just wanted to date? Not somebody who looks like you. Excellent Broad City episode if you've seen that one. Um, that one is so good. <laughs> but somebody who's has the same name like that was just like what you got off on which hey no kink shame over here um no absolutely not and i know people i mean i don't know people i've heard of people who have the same name who are like married yes. to each other yeah. and like, also like in, yeah my friend's neighbors are the jeffs because there's two Cute. of them and they're both named jeff <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 so we're laughing about this because you're right to our letter writer it is like a little weird at times right especially if it was like your sibling because that name is pretty much ingrained with like childhood i don't know jealousy and like you know punching sure. each other and and whatever else your siblings did uh like me and my sisters um it's hard to like reclaim a word in the same way that it's re it's hard to reclaim a space that you once you know inhabited with your ex like a favorite coffee shop or something like that but it is possible i mean if you caught our most recent valentine's day bonus episode in it we basically said like hey if valentine's day is hard for you just tell yourself it's just a day it's just another day i've had a hundred hard days and i've had a hundred good mm -hmm. days and it's just a day and i think about that same technique when i think about this like it's just a word it's just a name it's nothing it's you or your significant other could control or um, you know, foresee, like you, you couldn't have been like, Oh my God, I'm going to meet the love of my life. And they're going to be named Sam Blackwell. <laughs> like best friend's be name so is fun. also going to be Sam Blackwell, you know, <laughs> like you couldn't, it, it is out of your control. And so can, is there a way that you can dethrone the awkwardness and just laugh at it and also see that it's just a word for sure. I mean, my wedding was officiated by a person named Aaron. And then two of my the people that stood up on my side were also named Aaron. <laughs> like I was like a, it was a menagerie of Aaron's. Yes, so like I get was. the weirdness of being like, wow, that's a lot of this person's name in my life. Like, why is this happening? Um, and I get that it like, it's not weird, but it feels weird. But again, yes. it's one of those things where it's kind of just like, you got to go back to just like, it's just a name. Like it doesn't mean anything. There's no like cosmic thing happening here. It's just like a name and you're going to have to get used to, you know, screaming your brother's name when you're having sex, which will be super fun. <laughs> uh, uh, yes, it is weird. And it's not, I mean, that, and that is life, right? Like the things that are awkward or embarrassing, you're like, well, that's awkward and embarrassing. And also I can acclimate to it. If yeah. I'm just like, ah, whatever. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Hilarious. Okay, well, <laughs> let us know um, if you have dated somebody with a family member's name um, or maybe your name and how you navigated that. You can shoot us a DM or send us an email or something like that. Maybe we'll share the responses. I'm into it. Awesome. All right. Let's get into our letter. This letter is coming from Taylor Flowers. I wonder if this is Taylor Lautner's <laughs> soon-to-be wife. <laughs> If so, Miss, uh, I got no, <laughs> a thousand jokes ran through my head. I just, I'm going to leave it. None of them came out. None, None of them of came them out of did. your mouth. Something All about right. a werewolf or I don't know. <laughs> 
Sailor's pronouns are she, her, and she's writing from the ground after falling from cloud nine. Mm. Sam and Sierra, I could use some guidance for the situation I'm in. The Thursday after Christmas, my boyfriend of 5.9 years slept with another woman. And that feels like the least of the heartbreak. Until August, I was frustrated by the lack of emotional depth, lack of affection, and general minimal effort in our relationship. Then we took a road trip to meet up with my family, and everything seemed to come together. We communicated about hard topics, laughed, and tried new things together. I made the very conscious decision to recommit and honestly give this relationship my best. I felt loved and supported. I became more affectionate and communicated my needs clearer, using my therapy tools to confront conflict, and he responded. We've cleaned up our living spaces that's been driving me nuts for years. He hugged me and shared his excitement for the future with me. I got a job I absolutely love, and after years of struggle, my health is on a great new track. We talked about the possibility of marriage, something I've wanted, and he went from not wanting it to saying he, quote, would marry me if I wanted it. I was on top of the world. The sad thing is that when he told me that he cheated the morning after it happened, it was also the morning we flew to another state to watch my brother propose. So I did that unhealthy thing of pushing all my feelings into a box that I would deal with later. Well, it's later and I'm crying and asking him questions and he's answering them and I'm seeing reminders of old patterns. He doesn't want to be monogamous. He feels trapped by the possibility of excluding other relationships. I feel like I should have known. We tried an open relationship for a year. He'd go on dates with women. I'd do nothing because I honestly didn't want to. But on a trip to Ireland alone, I was kissed against my will by a guy and my BF immediately wanted to close the relationship. So we did. And he continued to go out with women, saying that he was looking for friendship. I believed him. I want him to have friends, but I feel like such a fool now. And the biggest heartbreak is that now I'm questioning his love for me. Right after he told me he was so kind, sweet, and apologetic. But when we got home from the trip four days later, I began to process the emotions, and he became so cold and distant, irritated when I tried to talk about it. It seems like he wants me to get over it faster. He said, you're just so insecure now, and you're dragging this out. It's been three weeks, man. Mm -mm. I'm trying to sit with my feelings because my therapist says that's healthy. I've never done it. I almost feel like he's gaslighting me unintentionally into believing that it's not a big deal. I'm almost 30. I've had a long history of abuse and addiction, six years sober, but I thought we were both growing towards a place of long-term commitment. He's continued to mention wanting a threesome since we got together, and maybe I just overlooked the signs. I'm not opposed to it, or even a triad if life works out that way, but I don't feel like he appreciates me if he's constantly thinking about how it would be better with another woman involved. And I don't know if I can feel fully loved by someone who wants another woman. We live together, so either way, adding a third or moving out won't be easy. Anyway, now is so not the time. But I don't think he'll be fully happy either unless he gets to have this exploration. I know he doesn't want to lose me, but it doesn't feel like he's over the moon in love either. I guess my questions are, what do I ask for from him in this moment? How do I cope day to day? And how do I move forward wanting so badly to keep this relationship together? I've never dealt with I've never dealt with this without alcohol, and I don't want to slip Mm. into self-sabotaging behaviors, but my head hurts. So what do I do? Long-term, short-term, anything helps. Thank you for making us all feel not so isolated in heartbreak. Love from NM, Taylor. Oh, Taylor, thank you so much for trusting us with this letter, for listening, for writing in. We are so, so sorry that your heart is carrying this around right now. Sam and I see all of the work that you're doing 
to try to make sense of this heartbreak and betrayal and how much justifying and second guessing you're doing about this journey. And I know it must be exhausting on top of heartbreaking. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, know the pain of having something bad happen and then looking back and being like, here are all the signs I should have been paying attention mm-hmm. to and how we can get really distracted by sort of blaming ourselves for something that was entirely outside of our control. So definitely feel you and seal you, see you. And we're thankful for you for writing this letter. Um, and we're going to dig into some of our advice when we get back. Y'all, as a self-employed person, as a mom of a toddler, I am always struggling with finding time to manage my finances. At the end of a busy week, the last thing I want to do is spend time budgeting all of my expenses or tracking down customer service teams to cancel old subscriptions I no longer use. But now I use Rocket Money and it does all of that for me. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. With Rocket Money, you have full control over your subscriptions and a clear view of your expenses. You can see all your subscriptions in one place. And if you see something you don't want, Rocket Money can help cancel it with a few taps. I love how the dashboard shows me this month's spending compared to last month. So I can clearly see my spending habits and check myself if needed. Plus, they'll help me create a custom budget and keep my spending on track. Rocket Money will even help try to negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is submit a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. They'll deal with customer service for you, which I obviously love as a somewhat introverted, conflict-avoidant person. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Rocket Money has over 5 million subscribers and has saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash just break up. That's rocketmoney.com slash just break up. Rocketmoney.com slash just break up. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets, sweaters, and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily I found Quince. Now I've got a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. Quince has things like premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. And the best part is that all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. This past month, I treated myself to a pair of new slippers because I'm in that hashtag mom life era of my life um, in which (laughs) um, I am never not in slippers. And these are 100% Australian shearling lined clog slippers. And I love that they're slip on, but they have those durable rubber outsoles. They're super cushy, super comfortable, but I feel like I can run outside to like take the trash out in them while also like staying warm and active 
in the house. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash just break up for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash just break up to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash just break up. All right, Taylor. Um, first of all, I just want to affirm um, a couple things. Number one, without a doubt, it doesn't matter if you, you know, are in an open relationship or a monogamous one or a polyamorous one. You, you know, if, when there is an inf- infidelity or a breach of trust like this, the partner who cheated, for example, is not the one who gets to determine the timeline required <laughs> for healing. I abhor yeah. the comment that he made and I feel the anxiety from you of like, is the, is he right? Like, do I, am I blowing this out of proportion? You know, the, when I was last cheated on in my most recent relationship before my current one, I found a lot of support and reassurance from like literally like online wiki how to get over cheating articles (laughs) you know (laughs) because I remember reading you Uh know I remember reading that it is okay for the person who was cheated on to be the basically the driver of how the relationship moves forward like if he wants you to be to stay together then right now in this very delicate time, you get to be in the driver's seat for a little while. And I don't mean that in mm-hmm. like a, you know, don't take advantage of that fact, you know, don't become abusive, but also you get to determine what you need to heal this huge breach of trust. And you also get to determine if it's unhealable and that if, if it's something that you want to walk away from. Um, I think sure. I needed to hear back, back then that I had a right to ask my boyfriend at the time to behave in a certain way in order to, to earn my trust back, you know, um, Mm -hmm. that I had a right to say, you don't get to talk to the girl that you cheated on me with anymore. You don't get to tell me Mm -hmm. to not bring this up three weeks after it happened. Like that is not appropriate to me. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm thinking about, um, Esther Perel did an episode of her podcast. Um, where do we begin where she was like talking to people who had experienced infidelity in their relationship. Um, and one of the things that Esther Perel says is that like, in order for healing to happen, the person who, who did the wrong has to be apologetic until the other person accepts the apology, right? Like, and all this to say, right? Like your boyfriend gets to make a decision in this relationship too about how much Yes, absolutely. And how much he wants to apologize for something, right? He has the, he also has the right to say like, I'm done apologizing. We can't do this relationship anymore. That that. is on the table. Mm -hmm. Me too. Absolutely. Like if that's something that he's not willing to do, then fine, but like, don't drag it into this relationship in this way. But it's really hard to get over something when the other person is telling you it's not a big deal, because Mm -hmm. then of course, of course your response is going to be like, no, it is a fucking big deal. And it's, in fact, it's this much bigger of a deal now because you've told me it wasn't a big deal, right? And I have to fit my grief into this tiny time frame. Yes. 
Absolutely. Like, how is healing supposed to happen when somebody's like, just get over it, right? Like, that's if if somebody was like sad about something, right? And they came up to you and they were like, you know what would be helpful is if you just got over it. Like, would that make the the sad person feel any better? Right. No, absolutely not. Right. Like, that type of language isn't helpful. And and. I think it's perfectly reasonable for you to be deeply upset with the fact that your boyfriend seems to want to get over this fast so that he can stop feeling bad about it, as opposed to caring about how you are feeling about the thing that he did, the wrong that he caused, the harm that he inflicted on you. Yes, totally. And also, you know, you said like, oh, well, he always talked about wanting a threesome, or like, I should have seen this coming or, or, you know, maybe I should do all these things to accommodate him. I just want to like say that wanting a threesome um, in your relationship is not the same thing as infidelity, right? Like they are not, right. it's not like you could have approved one choice to prevent the other. You know what I mean? Right. Like, yep, um, absolutely. A th- threesomes happen in all sorts of different relationships in all sorts of very healthy ways, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is not the same thing. And it's not like a tit for tat, like if you had done this, he wouldn't have done this. They're not related, right? You might oh, see sure. the, you might like assume the path that they're related, but one thing is about a, a breach of trust and safety within the agreement of your relationship. And the other one is something that two partners go into willingly. Absolutely. And I think there's like a, Two I don't like this idea that <laughs> yeah. yes. or not partners at all. <laughs> Sorry. And I also like this idea that he like somehow needs to explore, like is not, it is perfectly possible to want to explore different types of sexuality and to do it in a way that is like consensual and ethical yes, and totally. all of these different things. And it's perfectly possible to be in a monogamous relationship and want to explore and decide not to do that exploration because the benefits of the monogamy that you're experiencing yeah. outweigh the benefits of the, the exploration that you want to do. Yes, right. Exactly. And it sounds to me like this, this man wants to have his cake and eat it too, which is like, he wants you to be monogamous to him while he gets to go out and do this exploration that apparently is so unique to him and is so, so all encompassing that he can't control himself in, in like actually pay attention to you and follow the rules that you two have set out for what your relationship is. Yeah. And Hey, accountability moment. Like we all have the capacity to have this sort of train of thought, not just about like exclusivity and sexuality and intimacy, but like that I can go out to the bar and make a bunch of new friends. But if my significant other does that, it's a threat to our relationship or, you know, I can make a bunch of money, but my partner can't, you know, like we, we do, we allow a lot for ourselves when, when unregulated, (laughs) we can, Mm -hmm. we can allow and understand and justify a lot of behavior for ourselves and become threatened by it when our partners do the exact same thing. And I, and I'm bringing this up just because like in my life, I have had to check that in myself and it starts by saying, am I empowering my partner to be free to be authentic in the same way that I'm empowering my own journey. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I think my question for you, Taylor is 
do you want to be in this relationship or do you just not want this relationship to end? Because that like is those the are question very of the lifetime <laughs> of a lifetime. Right. Cause those are like very different things. And I totally understand that over the course of the last few months, he seems to have changed his behavior and become more open and honest and been willing to work on things. And I also want to point out that like, even with that in mind, it sounds like there's been a pattern of behavior where he withdraws, where he holds you to different standards than he holds himself to, where he does things and then doesn't apologize for them, right? Wants you to get over it. Like all of this stuff that is not a great thing to be in a relationship with that, that make right? it really not challenging to, yes. to do it. Yeah, absolutely. And, and so my question is like knowing that of course, having built a life together for 5.9 years, like that's a lot of stuff that sort of gets, you know, built into the, the foundation of your life. Right. And so the, the breaking up of that is difficult. Right. And I, and I know for a fact that you don't want to do it, right? Like, cause I would, I would also not want to do it. Even if this person was treating me really poorly, I would not want to have to divide up six and a half years of stuff to like figure out how we're going to move forward. But I also want you to be thinking not just about the process of the breakup, but whether or not this relationship is actually helping or serving you. And it seems like for the most part, it's not really right. And it seems like for the most part, you're unhappy in this relationship. And also he seems unhappy in this relationship, right? Like it's kind of like both of you. And at this moment, and like, it feels like there's so much, this happens so much in relationships that are like highly dysfunctional. It's just like one of you is waiting for the other to like pull the trigger, <laughs> right? Like, and having been in a dysfunctional relationship where that was the dynamic for like the last like three months of it was like one of us just needs to say the thing that we're both trying to do. Like, I think that the time is now for you to say, this isn't something that I'm going to get over in three weeks. And in fact, is a symptom of a larger problem of our relationship. And I'm not interested in like working through this anymore. Yeah. And or like, alternatively, what would this relationship feel like if this person had to earn being with you? Because it is a mm. privilege. How would your it partner have to, how would your partner have to behave regularly consistently not just in potential how would your partner have to behave to earn the glorious privilege of being with you a catch a babe a great time <laughs> you know like um i think in this in, in these types of relationships Sam called them dysfunctional, which is a perfect word, but I'll just say like every other relationship I've ever been in, <laughs> you know, we, we, f we prioritize the longevity of a relationship. We prioritize the relationship actually staying together over the fact of whether or not it's working. Is it working for us? You know, is it worth it? Are they earning that place, that time, that energy from your life? Are they earning it? Are they paying rent, mm. emotional rent, right? Because right? it For doesn't sure. sound like he is. It sounds like you're paying all those emotional bills yourself, not just in grief, mm. not just in trust broken, but in emotional effort. And we're not jumping to just break up. We're saying this man after almost six years repeat, you know, broke your trust in this such extreme way. And 
isn't really willing to show up to fix it or to talk about why this is so devastating, right? Like, um, I'm just not sure the way that you have described the dynamics between you two, that this person is earning his place in your relationship. And what would it feel like if we actually prioritize that over the longevity of the relationship or over trying to prove our worth to our yeah. partners, right? Because that's what's happening yep. here. Or trying to prove that our relationship was worth the time, right? Like the sunk cost thing of like, I've devoted five and a half years to this relationship. I can't like give up now. <laughs> like that. Right. Ooh, that one is really big too. It's a perfect opportunity to return to the host of Affirmation Pod, Josie Ong's metaphor about the well right? That you're digging, you're digging, you're digging this well in hopes of finding water. And the well is your relationship, right? You're putting so much effort and labor and sweat equity into this well, because you're like, there has to be water in it. There has to be water. And the deeper you dig, the more you actually have to commit to the fact that you still believe there's water in there, even though there's not a drop, Uh right? Um, And we... We dig and we dig and we dig, not realizing that sometimes it's, even though it's so scary to crawl up back to the surface, sometimes it's more rewarding just to go a couple feet to our right or a couple feet to our left, and there'll be water right below the surface. In another relationship, they will give us immediately, without question, generously, they will give us what other relationships made us work so hard for. And I think that's what Sam mm. and I want for you or are hoping you can at least imagine, you know, prioritizing your own needs and feelings and desires in this relationship. Are you actually getting them or is there that love out there that won't make you work so hard? Yes, absolutely. All this to say that like, this is hard stuff, right? And it's really easy for Sierra and I to sit here sipping our milkshakes and like mouth off about what we're about what you should be doing in the situation. Right. And we know that it's, it's so much harder in the moment because yeah, for us, it seems like that won't, that, that won't for us. It seems like that well is bone dry, but for you, right, there have been trickles or there have been promises of water or all of those different things. So you know, we're not in your relationship, so we don't know what the good of it is, right? We've only in this moment heard about some pretty bad stuff. Um, but we do want to let you know that there is abundance out there. There is love out there that's going to make you not have to work so hard to find it. There's going to be somebody who reciprocates your love and trust and excitements for your relationship and not make you feel bad for it or make you yeah. feel like you're doing Less, something like wrong. you're not enough. That's what I hear in this letter. Exactly. Like, I can't, I'm not yep. enough for him. I'm not enough for him. Well, guess what? You're enough for someone else. You're more than enough, right? This person is making you feel like you are less than because you can't fulfill all of his needs. Well, then he needs to go find somebody else or multiple people who can, right? I don't yeah, want you feeling bad. Who's going to agree to be in a, in an open relationship only for him, which there probably are people out there yeah, who would no, do that. Are, uh, <laughs> all right, my darling, thank you so much for writing. We hope this makes you feel better or at least a little held for a tiny amount of time. We know this is hard, but we're so grateful that you trusted us with this letter. Absolutely. Thank you so much for writing. Uh, We love you. 
All right, everyone, that brings us to the end of the episode. So thank you so much for listening. Remember that you can always get more content from us if you subscribe on Patreon. If you subscribe on Patreon for as little as $5 a month, you'll get an additional bonus weekly episode. That's patreon.com slash justbreakuppod. You can slide into our DMs, send us your favorite relationship memes, but most importantly, you can submit your questions about all matters of the heart at justbreakuppod.com to be answered on our show, which is also where you can find our merchandise. Please remember to like, follow, subscribe, give us a five-star rating and review. This literally keeps our mics on and helps us reach more brokenhearted souls who need two random strangers giving them relationship advice. Just Break Up is a production of Duvid Media Original Music. Editing, recording, all magical things by your good friend Spencer Worth Davis. And remember, y'all, you are a privilege to love and you mm. are an amazing partner to have. It's okay to have standards for the love that you accept in your life. You're worth it. And if all else fails, just break up. <laughs>